Hi, baby. Hi, baby. You doing okay? I am. You, you done became your own hype man over here. Okay, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. I love bounce music. I, I mean, you introduced me to it. I just want to go to New Orleans one good time. I just got to cut Shake up. that ass. Just bow. Get it. Work it. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I would then be your hype man, as I normally try to be. I would just twerk on you. I'm here for that. No one else, of course. You I'm a married not. woman now. I can't, good and married. I can't do those things Ring no intact. You got a ring, too. Boy, she put a ring on it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Everything, okay? We have been married a month now. Right, give me high five on that high shit. Five. My dog, all right? But it took me a while. I had to get her ring. I was very adamant on purchasing her band. And even it, though I said she didn't have to, she was like, Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it. I was like, No, that ain't how this works. I'll get your band right. as you got my ring. And I finally got her band yesterday. And when I tell you this woman is around here flexing this girl, <laughs> like, I love it. It's so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I took a picture and posted it on the gram, you know? Check us out. Okay. On the lady, oh, no, no, lady in the stud. Yes. Not the, but lady in the stud. And I posted a picture of it. It's a black and white pic, but like, I love it, man. I Just that, the simplicity of the gold band, the symbol is, what it symbolizes. And the fact that, you know. It's on my finger. So actually it is the lady and the stud. Is it the lady and the stud? Yeah, on IG. Because oh. someone already had Lady and the Stud. They're not even using it and so I feel away, but whatever. Whatever, man. Like Anywho, we hope everyone <laughs> has had a great week thus far. Yeah. As good of a week as you could possibly have. I hope it's been full of blessings and abundance and good energy, good vibes and all the things that you prayed for. I hope you got. Yes, and before we begin this week, we do want to apologize. Yeah, let me let me let me apologize, baby, first. Okay. So, um, I never listen to our podcast, and that's nothing against us, but I don't listen to them because, like, I feel like the sound of my voice is hearing the sound of my voice is kind of weird. But the other day, babe and I were laying on the couch. I was like, you know what? I'm listening to our most recent podcast. Mm-hmm. So I listened to it, and I don't know what the hell I was eating, y'all. Cookie I don't. Butter. Cookie buddy. Okay, cookie butter. Um, and then I had smoked in my defense, and so my cravings had kicked in. <laughs> we smoke a lot before our podcast. I just want to apologize <laughs> for the smacking, not the smoking, though, because the smoking was intentional and uh, served its purpose. But I was smacking, and she's opening up a bottle of wine right now while she's it's talking like about ASMR. It. Listen, freaky weird ass. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> I just wanted to say I'm sorry. Basically, and also too, I want to apologize for my run-on sentences. I'm really going to work on that. We try not to have too much external noise when we're recording. You know, beverage drinking is fine, but we try to keep down the smack and chewing. Our dog <laughs> playing with her incredibly loud toy. Um, we literally lock her up when we record at this point. Um, but <laughs> it's for your listening experience. Mm-hmm. We have had like almost 500 spins. Nice, you guys. In a month. We that is just began awesome. our podcast. We are so grateful. Please keep Very appreciative. Very appreciative. Keep sharing. Yeah. Keep subscribing. Send us emails. Tell us what y'all want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. I'm creative, but I go through creative slumps. So this week. <laughs> My wife, Stud, has yeah. taken the reins. Okay. 
She came up with the majority of our topics this week. I did that. Sorry. Um, If you guys don't like them, blame my wife. Blame the lady. I've been thinking of the topics mostly for a month, and I'm a little tired. Yeah, I'm a little burnt out, you know? So I got to smoke some weed and think of some more far out shit. Um, And then I'll be like, babe, this would be a good topic, huh? And I'll be like, yup, it's so doobie, babe. It's so doobie. But like I said, thank you for listening. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep subscribing. Um, you can email us at ladyandstud at gmail.com if yep. you have any topics, if you have any questions mm-hmm. you want to ask us, if there's something you want us to put on the air okay. and address. We would love to do that shit. Because here's the thing. We're petty, but we're intelligent. That's all I'm saying. And listen, we want to hear your thoughts. We do. Or read your thoughts as much as we possibly can, you know. Um, about oh, that wine good. Is it good? Did it? Let me tell y'all about Wendy. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts or read your <laughs> thoughts. Excuse me, ma'am. And touch my spirit. Okay, on the inside, touch oh. on the inside. And we also want to know, like, what you think of the show. Give us some, offer some constructive, and I stress constructive criticism, as well as just, hey, why don't you guys talk about this? What do you think about this? And if we really like it, you know what? We'll discuss it. We're gonna go ahead and do it, you know, because we're open minded. We're very approachable. So. Going right into this week, I am in quite a few Facebook groups, as <laughs> I've mentioned before. I'm not. Um, I use it like I study it, mm-hmm. you know, like it gives me ideas for the, the talk, you okay. know, for us to have our conversations on here. Mm-hmm. And because here's the thing, we just moved to Florida. We don't have any friends down here. Babe has her coworkers. You know, I'm sure they're friends by now. But I'm literally a housewife. So my friends are my friends that I've had for years. <laughs> I don't go out. I don't like talking to strangers. Like, I'm just not that person. I'm, right. I'm hella, I'm approachable, but I'm not friendly. I You're not think. sociable. I'm not sociable. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, not offline, you're not. Not offline. Like, I have to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm in Facebook groups. Not out here searching for, you know, a boo thing or anything. No but, connections need to be made there. <laughs> um, but I literally just look for it to get stuff to add to our our show so the topic came up mm-hmm. um when it comes to relationship balance <laughs> so the question was hey guys i'm a stud my girlfriend is a film i take care of all of the household bills i'm the breadwinner she simply has to work not work but go to school online <clears throat> and she stays at home she does not work is it fair of me to expect her to handle the housework? Hell no. Hell no. It's not a problem. It shouldn't be an issue. It's not unfair of you at all. Why is that to you? I feel like that because, you know, we we both play our parts. We have our roles in this relationship. We contribute what we contribute <clears throat> where we can. Right. It's no different when you were working and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I would drive you to work, pick you up. I would try to make sure our place, of course, was clean and tidy and neat when you came home. Now, when you came home, because you cook and you love to cook and you're way better at it than I am, you would get in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But just like you, you you would be paying the bills and I would contribute what I could, of course. It's no different now. Now, I'm the breadwinner. My baby stays home. She makes sure our house is cool. She cooks typically five days out of the week. Um, but at the same time, my babe hustles on the side. And if... She can bring in some income to help pay to the towards the bills. Cool. And if not, I make it do what it do. But it's not some, well, she's not your slave. Or 
Uh, yeah, I saw that, like, you know, well, you got to feed yourself either way, so why would you depend on your girlfriend to do it? You know, she's not your maid, she's not your cook, she's not your butler or your slave. She needs a roof over her head either way. So, she shouldn't be depending on the stud to make sure the bills are paid. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm saying. you know, this is this was something mutual between you and I. Now, if you have couples out here that's having that type of issue in your relationship where one feels like one is doing 70, the other one's doing 30. Mm-hmm. Have that conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you feel like it's in its own way, in its own right, that it's equal. Right. Um, then let that be between you two and that be your agreement. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not always going to be 50-50. It's not. You know what? That's some bullshit, too. Yeah, like that was like, a lie. That's a lie. 50-50 yeah. It's some bullshit. It is no, there's no such relationship that is 50-50. Absolutely not. Um, because in order for it to be 50-50, both parties will have to be 100% tuned in to external things in order to bring in that 50. Uh-huh. And so, therefore, that kind of cancels out any relationship. Yeah. You know, like, you're not going to have time together. So, although you both are contributing and helping and helping and helping, if you're not able to have time for each other... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no relationship. Absolutely. Like when I think about all the things you take <laughs> care of here at home, mm-hmm. some days it's seventy thirty. You seventy and I'm thirty. Some days it's as a matter of fact, some days it's ninety ten. Goddamn it! Depending on if I work a twelve fourteen hour day, I'm tired. I don't want to have to come home and do laundry or do the dishes or you know fix. I don't care if it's a bowl of cereal. I don't care what it is. I don't have to fix anything to eat because I've been at work all day mm-hmm. and you've been here all day. So mm-hmm. in that fourteen hour time span. Yeah, you've had time to clean our place, prepare dinner, do whatever it is you're going to do all online for us, and and take a nap, shit, and then some. (laughs) And then some. And here's the thing. I do understand fatigue. You know, you can... People underestimate housework. Yeah, they do. I'm be honest. And that's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. People do underestimate. So whenever I hear someone make a comment, you know, in regards to a housewife or a woman who stays at home and Mm -hmm. takes care Mm -hmm. of the children... Tell them, babe. Um... It's not as easy as y'all think. No. Like, if you think about it, someone who chooses to stay at home, whether it's for, you know, their self or because they have children and the other partner takes care of all the finances, mm-hmm. you have to realize they basically clean every day. Every single fucking day. They wash day. clothes and fold clothes every day. They're planning out meals every, every day. Every single fucking They're day. grocery shopping. Um, and so even though they have all this time free, mm-hmm. they don't usually take naps either because in their mind, the way I view it is yeah. by the time my wife gets home, mm-hmm. I want her dinner hot. Come on. Yes. And if that makes That's me a word. That... 1950. So I have a time. Yeah. Like I have everything on a schedule. So That's... if my schedule gets thrown that off, it throws the rest of my day off. Shit. Now I've been working since I was 18. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've ever had the opportunity to rest, to be at home, on, to bud. not have to work. So I'm not just, you know, oh, I don't want to work. No, I've always worked. I've always had side businesses. Um, And so when I had to adjust to this schedule, I was like, okay, if I sleep till 11 or 12 and I start cleaning and doing mm-hmm. all this other stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to throw off my cooking schedule. And what if I got to go to a store? So I have my own schedule here. But I mean, more importantly, and not to not <laughs> Sorry, to dismiss, you guys, I got a little tickle in my throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not to dismiss what you said there, but more importantly, your agenda is you and I at home. Yeah, because you don't have to work outside of right home right now. Like 
we're okay. You know, we're going to get better and things are going to get progressively get better for us as we become more organized, as we work harder on our our mutual goals together. Things right. are going to, and we manifest, things are going to come together and my schedule at work won't be so hectic and I'll be mm-hmm. able to be at home more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing more traveling, not just for us personally, but for our multiple businesses that we have established and our lives are going to change and cultivate in, in accordance to, but I have an agenda at work. And so I have an agenda here. And it's and it's work for her. It's work for me. Like, I would text her and say, are you coming home at your regular time or are you coming home later for overtime? Because that gives me a gauge mm-hmm. of, like, she knows when she comes through the door, if she comes in, whether it's 6.30, 7.30, or when she gets off when she works overtime at 9.45. Yeah. Dinner's she ready. knows dinner is ready. Dinner's ready when dinner's I get home. Dinner's ready. Dinner's hot. Yes. It's plated. Mm-hmm. I tell her go and change and get comfortable. I put her food on the table and it's it's ready. That's an extension of her love for me. I recognize that. I don't feel I'm a slave. Not at all. Because she don't have to do it. I'm not a cook. Nope. I'm not her chef. Nope. But I maintain the home while she maintains the roof over my head. Come on. Come on. Say it. Say, that was sexy the way you said it too, shit. I maintain the home. Come on. Say it again. While she maintains a roof Nigga, over you, my head. You, girl, you trying to get you something tonight. Shit. I got it. <laughs> you know she got it last night. <laughs> she might get it tonight. Yes. I cannot deal with you. Yes. Yeah. I can't. So when I see people make comments like that, it's like, it's demeaning. What's your people. mindset? Yeah, why are you in a relationship? Like, here's my thing. No, you can't live nowhere for free. Uh, ooh. You can't live uh, nowhere for free. So ooh. you think that your <laughs> pussy is the payment. Come on. Pussy is everywhere. And if you dating a lesbian for real, she is so <laughs> much in abundance. A plethora. It's a plethora. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't care if yours can do a split. Flips. If you can, if you got a waterfall yeah. of of a Hawaiian punch and Tahitian treat, oh, together, together. Listen, Tahitian punch. You know I can't say that. <laughs> but you can't live nowhere for free, Mm-mm. and you have to recognize that. Like it takes a mature mind, like to think, like if, if you're saying I don't have to do anything, right. But be provided for. You are now becoming the child. Ooh. You don't I want y'all a, to think about that. that a that child that, that sits at home and does nothing. And expects. And expects to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. I don't expect. Like, if, if I did absolutely nothing, she knows, A, I don't feel good. Yep. But she would have a conversation with me if I was healthy. Like, so what's wrong? <laughs> what's like, the problem? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't get into it for this right here. This ain't going to work out. And it's not It's not going to work out because it's not fair. Is that, it's no balance. Yeah. Is no balance. And then people wonder how, you know, the partner quits yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Because at this point, this is a job. They check out mentally they and emotionally. Out. Yeah. Like, at that point, you're carrying dead weight. Mm. So, if you're in a relationship where you know you're carrying dead weight, man, man let that shit Speaking go. from experience. We're going to go right into that conversation. Speaking speaking from my, experience, on my own personal experience, um, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Like... I tell babe all the time, baby, you don't have to work. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be cool. And it fucks me up. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it does. Like, throw her off every time I say it. But at the same time, I don't tell her that because I want to feel like I'm in control. Or because, to be honest with you, my wife has most of the control. If she says she wants something to happen, then we I pretty much do everything I possibly can to make sure that those things are implemented and go into place. (laughs) But... At the same time, like, it's not, well, you told me that I didn't have to work. But that don't mean I told you that you ain't got to do shit. 
That's not what that is. You're not getting ready to to mind fuck me and then put that back on me because again, speaking from experience, I've been there. Listen, it it fucks with your health, mm-hmm. mental, emotional, physical, all of that. It, it fucks with your health and your and your worth you more said, than I that. I think you would naturally start feeling like you're not worth anyone feeling. So, some come worth. on, somebody taking care of you in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have to come home from a 12, 14 hour day and do laundry. Or um, once you paid all the bills in the month, you're still expected to cook, cook, clean it. What is your spouse or partner doing? It's no balance. What are they doing? If that's the case, you could live by your fucking self. Yeah. This is a roommate at this point who ain't even paying their private bills. They're not even carrying their own fucking weight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a child. Yeah. And I wish somebody really would have sat me down and been like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you? What What is wrong with you? We're going to use this right now to alley hoop into the next conversation. Alley <laughs> Warning signs in relationships and lesbian love. Them red flags are fire <clears throat> engine red, motherfucker. They are fire engine red. Now, me and Stud, we have a lot of conversations off the podcast about our past experiences. Yes, we do. Um, because some of those experiences, you know, it's like a stain, mm-hmm. you know, you can go through something and although you got rid of, you know, the spill, the stain <laughs> is still there. Mm. And so we had a really lengthy conversation the other day about past relationships and with how we wish we would have seen warning signs. Like in hindsight, you see all of them. Yeah. Um, but when you were deep in it, like, you didn't realize this is what you were in. Like, I remember we were talking, and I just told Stud, I was like, you were in an abusive relationship. And she kind of had this look like, what? what? And I could tell it hit her mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. holy shit, I was in an abusive relationship. And no hands were laid. Yeah. No hands were laid, but it was emotionally abusive. It definitely wasn't physical abuse. So, let's talk about warning signs. So, I'm going to let you lead the conversation, and I'm going to follow up. Um, I don't know why she decided to let me have <coughs> the conversation. Because this, I have a tickle in my throat. This should be interesting. So, warning signs of, you know, I don't know if we're talking about just abusive relationships. Or a just, bad relation, a person to be in a, re- a bad person to be in a relationship with. Like, a the, narcissist. Now, what is a narcissist? A lot of people don't know. Um, I, I only know what a narcissist is because, um, I was in a relationship with one for almost 16 years. And... It's beyond being a manipulator. It's on a whole new fucking level of being a manipulator. Like some to me, somebody who's a narcissist is they they do manipulate you. They're openly and overtly abusive in the four walls of your home. But then when you guys get outside of those four walls, everything's perfect. You know what I mean? It's it's like they pretend that it's uh you guys are fifty fifty in the relationship when you know good and damn well. At home, that's not how the shit goes down. It's somebody who genuinely, they, well, my babe told me it was also too somebody who gaslights you. Gaslighting is a big part of being a narcissist, big time. Um, and if you don't know what gaslighting is, look that shit up. It's like, it when it hit me, she let me watch this movie, man, about gaslighting. It's actually a movie from like the 30s. Like, it was a, a lady who was in a relationship with this guy um, she didn't know that he basically knew who she was prior to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And Tell him, babe. he knew she had money, basically. So he had to figure out what's the easiest way to get this money from this girl. So he figured out if I drive her crazy, yeah. 
I can get her money. Mm-hmm. So he had her in his house. He cut her off from everybody. He convinced her she was sick. Man, they isolate so you. He, they isolate yeah, you. Yeah, he isolated pe- her first. Come that on. was the first step. He cut her off from everybody. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, you don't need to be around those people. They don't want us to be happy, my love. I love you. They're jealous of mm-hmm. us. And she was like, oh, my God, they are, aren't they? They're jealous, <laughs> honey. They're jealous. And so... She stayed in the house. She's like, you know what? I'm in love. I'm attend to my husband. They got married by this point. And so she would wake up and he would tell her things like, you were so sick last night. What was wrong? And now, mind you, this bitch just went to sleep. She thought nothing had happened. <laughs> nothing had happened. She was asleep. She woke up. But when she woke up, he would look at her like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, did you see how you behaved last night? Mm. And so she kept getting hit with this day after day. Then he would go upstairs in the middle of the night and he would walk around in the attic mm-hmm. over the bedroom. Yeah. So when she woke up in the morning, she would say, did you hear somebody? He's like, honey, you're going crazy. Yeah. So Gaslighting it was a, it was a mind fuck. Man. So he did this forever. Like he kept driving her crazy. Mm-hmm. And while he was doing it, he was stealing her money. Woo! So when she would say, babe, my money is missing. He was like, are you crazy? Like first you did this. Now you're hallucinating. People live upstairs in the attic. You know, he had built up her questioning her sanity. That's gaslighting. He made her, he made her feel crazy Mm -hmm. so much. So that when she saw what he was doing in her eyes, she thought she was hallucinating. Yeah, man. So it's a real thing. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's literally like seeing your significant other cheat in front of you. And then when you say how, you know, I saw you with that person, they tell you, no, you didn't. Ooh. I wasn't there. Oh. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> it's gaslighting. Um, my babe explained the shit out of that shit, man. Listen, being with a narcissist is almost as bad as being with a serial killer. <laughs> I've never been with a serial killer, I hope, but I have been with a narcissist and they kill your soul and your spirit, or at least they try to. How long did it take you to recover? Who said I was completely done? Okay. That's a good segue. Okay. Like, um, for the most part, it took me about, it took me almost four years Mm -hmm. after that relationship. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) I ended it at 16 years. I ended the relationship. Don't, don't believe the hype. I ended the relationship. Um, but four years after that, so that's 20 years of my life. I can't get back when I do the math, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I just did. And mm-hmm. it just hit me and that's kind of fucked up. So what parts of it still affect you where you you feel, say that you're not completely over certain parts? Um, I think I'm still paranoid about certain things, <clears throat> not necessarily in our relationship paranoid, yeah. but, um, things like my anxiety goes up with certain things when like, when I buy you something, I buy, I buy you a gift. Like mm-hmm. when I purchased your wedding ring, mm-hmm. your engagement ring. I was like, she's not going to like it. Because nothing I ever did in that previous relationship was good enough. No matter what I gave, it was never enough. And so immediately my anxiety kicks in and I'm like, she's probably not going to like it. I'm stressing out. You know, it takes me a long time to, to decide what it is I want to give for you. Because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to take this home, and she's just going to treat it like a piece of shit. You know what? That's very true. I can remember, like, mm-hmm. when we started Christmas shopping for each other in our mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. you asked me to just tell you what I wanted specifically. Absolutely. And to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's being lazy. Like, she, no. she should know me by now. Mm-mm. Like, she know what kind of woman she has. And... <laughs> 
that's why this year I was like, I'm not going to tell her exactly what I want. I'm going to just see what she gets me on her own. Okay. And so <clears throat> I didn't understand it at first. And then I got your fear. Like, even when you proposed and you kept asking me, are you sure you like the ring? Right. And I'm just like, what kind of <laughs> ungrateful wench? Yes. Would be like, oh, this ring is disgusting. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, I mean, or not even not even that so, quite that bluntly, but her 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 body language, her mannerisms. You know, she was like, you know, she talks to somebody like it's okay, shit like that. So I mean, you know, I think that I still deal with that mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, and there are some things that I'm. I know still happened to me that I'm not always completely conscious of. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just call them off right now, but or like when you get up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. Jesus, my anxiety is like, if I roll over and you're not there, you could be in the bathroom. You could be sitting out here watching TV. I'm paranoid because in my previous relationship, that hoe would just get up and leave in the middle of the night. Mm. Trash, mm. garbage. And I'd roll over and she would just not be there. And then I would have called her. She wouldn't answer her phone. You know, and literally in the middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning, what do you, and you know, this is what she would tell me when I say gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know how I like to walk around in Meyer in the middle of the night. Fish! <laughs> you know, goddamn Meyer. Do you feel me? <clears throat> do you feel me? I feel you. So when I say bullshit, bullshit. I, I, that's why I tend not to get up that much in the middle of the night because I know it triggers you. Well, I'm not trying to stop you from going to the bathroom. No, I go to the bathroom, but there's been times where I couldn't sleep, and my normal thing would be to go watch TV. Right. But it wasn't probably until right before we moved, like when we were still in Indy, mm-hmm. that I would get up yeah. when I started getting sick. Mm-hmm. Um, when I would get up and just go watch TV because I knew that was something that it instantly right flipped a switch for you. It so, does. Yep. Um, so that's definitely a stain. Big time. What about you? Um, my warning signs would be someone in a previous relationship who, um, I was with having to constantly give them praise for everything that they did. Mm. Um, at first, you know, they gave me a lot of gifts Mm -hmm. and, It was just, you know, it seemed like it was just out of love Mm. or because they really liked me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I noticed that I had to overtly and very repetitively tell them how much I loved it and how great it was Mm -hmm. and how I wouldn't have had it if it wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. That now it went from just tell me, you know, do you like it? Well, you could tell me you like it. And then it'll be, well, you didn't tweet that you liked it. You didn't tweet it and show people what I bought you. Wow. To, um, you were ungrateful, bitch. Wow. It, it escalated. Levels. To, it was levels. So at first it was just, okay. So then I got to, I got to a mental conditioning where if I received an item from this woman, I instantly took a picture. And posted it on social media. Mm-hmm. Just and to avoid the bullshit. Just to avoid it. And be like, oh, my babe gave me this. I'm so lucky. Mm-hmm. I love her. Um, That's abuse too. It was. Because my anxiety would go up. Because I knew I had a matter of hours to post. Listen, it ain't, no, it ain't your fucking responsibility to validate somebody who's supposed to be giving you something out of love. You don't have to validate. If you would have never posted your ring online, I wasn't going to feel like you didn't like it. Because this was something that was between you and I. And whether you liked it or not, you was going to get it. Okay? 
This was it right here. That's what a lot of that OT went into, damn it. So, um, like, you don't, that's, that's, that's fucked up. It was abuse. Because, like, I knew that. And then hit you with that ungrateful bitch shit. Oh, it got way worse. Man, I hope I run into that motherfucker It, it got really bad I really at one point. I run into that motherfucker I remember someday. because when I met her, I was in between working. Like, I met her right at the cusp but when I was freelancing. Right. So, I had money, but as you say, I'm a hustler. So, yep. you know, when you freelance, some weeks you got it, some, some weeks, weeks you don't. don't. And um, I was I met her during that phase, and she had a couple businesses, and she worked for like a government type situation, and so she had spare income. Okay. So her first thing was she bought me like some three hundred dollar earphones. That was the first beginning. Well, this was before anything. Mm. It was oh, I wanted some headphones. She heard me speak about it, so she just gave me. $300 headphones. Okay. So, I was like, okay. You know, that was nice. And then it was, well, you said you're going to go back to school. Do you need a new laptop? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I do. But I'm going to just save up and get it. And then it was that. And then it began with the trips. Mm-hmm. And it began with, you know, it, the gifts got bigger levels. and bigger and bigger. Levels. Yeah, it was levels to the gifts. Levels. And once I got comfortable receiving the gifts, she turned it on me to... Um, when I met you, you didn't have shit. Ooh. My God. And it made me like... You manipulative motherfucker. Do I not accept... So I had got to a point where I didn't want gifts anymore. Right. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm fine. You know, I get my own stuff. You know, as a matter of fact, I'll sell this shit. You know, I can use money, pay a bill. Right. Um... And then it was like, no, 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 no. I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through things. Here comes you know, I'm the. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I yeah. love you so much. And you know what? One day I was going through my Dropbox because I had screenshot some of our arguments, right. like when she would flip out on me. And I went back to like that 2013, 2012 era. Okay. And some of the screenshots popped up, and I remember how enraged she would get, mm-hmm. and she would call my phone. 70 times in a night when we got like that and with just every voicemail was you bitch you broke bitch and i would just be like i got to a point where i would just mm-hmm. block her mm-hmm. and not answer the phone for a night and then the next day she'll send like 1500 dollars. and i'm sorry right and so i didn't realize it but back then that was a cycle of abuse it like, was but when did you realize you was you was the one that was actually in control i would say year two Okay. Year two, I had become so numb to the name calling, and I knew that. First of all, after, the fact that you was even in it that long, my name. I was in it for three years. I went through this cycle with her for three years, but by year two, I had gotten to a point where I knew that the more she cussed me out, sometimes I would egg it on. Mm-hmm. I knew that the next day <laughs> she had to pay for that shit. You egged her on. <laughs> So the oh next my day, God. and mind you, when you block someone on an iPhone, you don't get none of the voicemails, mm-hmm. you don't get none of the texts. Thank so you, iPhone. I knew <laughs> to egg her to the point where she verbally cussed me. I just got one curse word because I knew that it was coming. Like, yeah. It was like a slide. Yeah. Once she started going, she couldn't stop. So I would immediately block her. I would go about my night. And low-key, I was probably already talking to you. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> at that point, I was like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get her for what she got. Damn. And um, the next morning, I didn't hear none of the words she called me. I ain't got none of her voicemails. I would unblock her, and she would call me. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. I'm so, what do you need, babe? Do you need wow. this? I'm like, you know, I need about 2000 <laughs> 
So I can erase all the motherfucking voicemails. Oh, you really hurt me. Yeah. Mind you, I ain't heard shit. Okay. You really hurt. But that was when I realized I was more in control than what I believed. Right. Like, all I had to do was just, you know, which this could go bad. Don't follow me. But I knew the person I was dealing with. So, mm-hmm. when did you know that you had to leave? I knew well before 2013. Okay. That I had to leave. And, I, and it wasn't as if I didn't try. But they always seem to reel you back in because they think that you're not going to leave. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, that motherfucker ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? I got that shit on lock. You mm-hmm. know I mean, no matter, regardless of the cheating, the lying, the betrayal, the gaslighting, the hurting, whatever, it doesn't make a difference what it was, the stealing. Did you ever feel tempted to cheat back? No, because I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'll walk out of your life and leave you completely before I cheat on you. Mm-hmm. I'll completely disappear in your ass. Mm-hmm. That's going to hurt you way more mm-hmm. than sleeping with somebody else. And I think people who cheat have this really kind of, not to be off subject, this really fucked up mindset of, they may love you, genuinely love you, but th- to them, it's cheating, but it's like they just want to experiment and have some, no, motherfucking no, no. Mm-hmm. No, Mm -hmm. that's not how this shit works. Mm -hmm. Because if that's the case, I don't have to be, I don't have to be faithful to you. If this is what we, we going to be doing in the relationship, we, it it ain't 50, 50 and everything, but it's damn sure going to be 50, 50 and that. Right. You know what I'm saying? We going to have that mutual understanding, but I, I mean, I had tried to leave, packed up all me and my girl shit, moved back into my mom's, this motherfucker show up outside my mama house. Like when my mother died, listen, it was so much. It was it was more than a normal human should actually have to go through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it was a lot, and I'm grateful that. I have no idea how people do things like that and how they look at people in the eye after. Man. And not just you. I'm talking about the people who were around who witnessed yeah. it. Like, how do you... I would be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. It's like when you see someone acting a fool and you feel that embarrassment for them. But you have a conscience. Yeah. So there's that part. The motherfuckers are just out here walking around without females. There's some women out here walking around. Out, and sometimes it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. So this one particular demon um, had no conscience. Mm-hmm. And it was great for her, but it was horrible for me. Mm-hmm. I was the person who was on the receiving end of her not having a fucking conscience. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know you're pregnant by somebody, but yet you pick up the phone and call me and say you're going to be a daddy? Because you know that motherfucker don't want to deal with you. That's that's a ma- that's a manipulator, mm-hmm. right there. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I wasn't. Well, that's someone who knew she had control over the situation. Absolutely, and it was right when my mother passed. Yeah, so, so she knew she had. Mm-hmm. It was like she knew she didn't have a boundary that she could cross. Like, and that was my fault. Yeah, big time for not setting certain boundaries. Because had you thought of like the first time she stepped out, right? That should have been your heave ho. Like, <laughs> bye bye ho. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, but once she saw that you were able to forgive her, because she then is an offense I can't forgive. Okay. But some people, they can. You mm-hmm. know, some people can get over cheating. And kudos to y'all, but that ain't me. Yeah. Um, and once she realized, all I have to do is cry and say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's going to take me back. So then yeah. she that became her go-to coping, like her go-to method. Right. To where she could commit the crime and get away with the crime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and never have to answer for it. Never. Because automatically the villain naturally becomes sensitive. Right. About anything that involves what they've done. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. 
You know, why do we have to be stuck on that? Because you keep fucking doing it, bitch. (laughs) Why do we have to rehash that? (laughs) You're not going to hold me hostage for my past. Oh, this bitch was creative. She was extremely intelligent. Extremely intelligent. Yeah. I'm so glad that that's not my life anymore. Like, when I tell you that I have been brought out, washed clean, (laughs) like white snow. When did you emotionally break up? I have a theory that women break up emotionally before they do it physically. Like when you physically or mentally say that. Yeah, it. I was no longer attracted to her. Mm-hmm. And how long was that in regards to the time? Maybe about a year or maybe longer than that prior to me leaving. I knew something was wrong when I didn't want to be intimate anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I, I won't say something, something wrong. Something was right. Like my, the light switch finally came on in my head. Mm-hmm. But... I knew that it was over for me mm-hmm. when I didn't want to be, I don't want to sleep with you. Like, I don't want to touch you. I don't want you to touch me. Mm-hmm. I'm good. It became more about being there for the kids or our son or whatever the case may be. And not, not her in any way, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm not someone who was overtly mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not an, outwardly mean person i've always been deemed as someone who's respectful and polite i like that about me but i'm not gonna say i was mean i'm just gonna say that when your heart changes you become a different animal Mm -hmm. you know like i never ignored when she asked me for something she got it that's just i just realized that's just a part of who i am Mm -hmm. but (laughs) when you when i realized i was good Mm -hmm. nah I'm not getting you shit. No, I'm not. Nope. Nope. The word no became my best friend. My fuck. The word no was like no, no. I like I go out and get myself something, buy myself some new clothes, buy the twins something. You didn't get me anything. Nope. And didn't feel bad about it. So you just went out and went shopping and didn't buy me nothing. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. That's the way. <laughs> um. <laughs> You have to pay attention to signs, you know, like, um, a big one with me was if I can't feel comfortable or like I can trust you, like that goes down to being reliable as a partner. Like, and I felt in past relationships that I didn't feel comfortable with that mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. If my body physically can't feel comfortable with you, Ooh. something's off. Yes. It's a horrible feeling. It's a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and your body's doing that for a reason. It's trying to tell you Something's not right. Right. It doesn't mean that's a horrible person, but there's just not a good person for you. Um, and I think lesbians too often, more often than not, they ignore these signs. Mm-hmm. Another sign, and I may piss some of y'all off, and I don't care. <laughs> um, Say it, babe. Let them have it. You know, um, <laughs> I have nothing against the babies. Lady loves the baby. But if you're dealing with a lesbian, oh my God, here who you go. has several children, oh here you go, here you go. I don't care. Okay, baby, we know, we know how you feel about that shit. We know. We, we talked about that's a warning sign to me. If you have, <laughs> like, okay, your past person had mm-hmm. four kids by three people. Three kids by three people. They did EJ came. My son cable log. Yeah. So at, I'm talking about at the end of the day, four kids. Yes. Three people. What you mean? Four kids by three men. Mm-mm. Four kids by four different men. Four kids. That, if that ain't the biggest fucking warning sign. Yep. 
And and for the fact that none of the men were in the lie. Nope. To me, everybody's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not lying. Mm-hmm. If everybody in that person's past says that that person ain't shit, everybody not lying. <laughs> you might have one bitter person. Yeah. You might want have. You might have one person from their past who wants them back. Mm-hmm. But everybody's not running for the border for nothing. Mm-hmm. Anytime, and that to me, that's something that happened in my 30s where I realized, you know what, everybody ain't lying. Right. And that's some hard shit to tell a person because when you meet someone, you meet their representative. Uh You meet the best version. Okay. And when you see their backstory and you're like, okay, you got how many kids? Okay. And none of them are multiples. Okay. Um, (laughs) How is the relationship with their father? And they're like, oh, None of the dads are in their life. Bitch, bye. She done killed off a couple motherfuckers. They not even dead. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches are trash. Garbage, man. (laughs) She was the victim. He beat her up. Beat her, beat her, beat her, beat her, beat her ass. And then he died magically or some shit. Like, she just... she was. This man is happily married. Wow. So, you know, you gotta pay attention to warning signs, but... Um, I saw those posts in the group <laughs> and I said, I'm going to talk about this tonight with my babe. Um, we're going to talk about warning signs and you know, it's nothing against, I understand people have, you know, babies other ways than sleeping with a man, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about the ones who have babies by sleeping with men. You cannot have a baby in September and by April you are a full blown lesbian. <laughs> no, that's Damn. not how it works. Is that works. a full nine months? Shit. She's still pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. And I don't care how people feel. Oh, you shit. you can be bisexual. You can be bisexual. You can say, hey, <laughs> I go with the flow. Whoever loves me, I love them. But no, when you start having several <laughs> children, and it's not just by one penis, yeah, it's by several different ones. Mm-hmm. You fucking wrong. You know how? Listen, Woo. I can be I, I can be vulgar sometimes. That I'm girl is Listen, don't believe it. Don't believe the hype. Listen, it's a trap. It's a trap. Reconsider. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Next, so, let's move on. Let's move on. I have a question for you. Okay, when did you accept that you were gay? Uh, I had to be in my 20s, I think. No. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Why are you going back and forth? Because I'm thinking about my senior year, junior or senior year in high school. I had a crush on two girls. When did you have sex with a girl for the first time? 20. La, 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 la. La, la, la. Huh? 20. I'm thinking, babe. 23. 24? Oh, you were a late bloom. Yeah, I mean, no, I, you, you didn't because your situation. Again. No, the babies were born when? Oh, okay, yeah, no. 20, 21. Maybe 21, 22. We're speaking in code to protect the Yeah, innocent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 21, 22? 21-ish. 21 was the first time. Oh, I was 14. Nah, bro. I was a full-out lesbian. <laughs> I wasn't even fucking at 14. I wasn't having sex with men, but I knew I liked girls. And I, I might have just on, discovered my fine thing down there. For oh, I team. knew what it was, and I knew what it was made. I like, didn't. I okay? didn't. I didn't know none of that. And so I was on a gospel choir trip, <laughs> right? Of course, of course. Oh my god! And we were in Campbellsville, Kentucky. Oh my god! And that's where it went down. I didn't have sex with a girl again until I was like nineteen. After that, I mean, but, I knew what sex was, but up until that point, it had been considered a bad thing. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. I wasn't like, 
I, I wasn't into girls at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I one because I knew it wasn't okay to be, but also too, my brain just I was my brain wasn't there. So mm-hmm. like once I got in high school though, I had a crush on my two best friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Both of them motherfuckers. Yeah, like <laughs> one of them more so than the other one. But mm-hmm. I had a horrible crush. Like I. I would do anything for these two, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And this one girl in particular, like, I was just... Listen, I've been working since I was 14, mm-hmm. so I had money. She got McDonald's every day if she wanted it. Listen, it didn't matter, okay? I was going to do whatever I needed to do. But, yeah. And then it wasn't until I was probably about 21 mm-hmm. that it actually went down and happened. So, maybe maybe 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say 20. Mm-hmm. 20 for sure. Did the one that you had the big crush on ever find out? Oh, yeah. And you know what she told me? What? You know, it's probably just a strong admiration. (laughs) (laughs) How fucking ugly was I, bro? That she was like, no, you're probably, you probably just admire me. That's what it is. Yeah, like you, no, you don't. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I do. She was like, no, you don't. (laughs) You just admire me. You think I'm a good person. We're best friends. Damn, that just broke my heart. I was like, oh, oh okay, that's your cool. Your little lesbian feelings were hurt. All the way hurt. She was so beautiful, though. I didn't accept it until I was probably about 26. Oh, no. So I slept with a So was I a late bloomer or you? I mean, no, I wasn't a late bloomer sexually, but it took me a while emotionally to connect mm-hmm. that I was gay, gay, gay. Like, I didn't want to be gay. the fuck is gay, gay, gay? I didn't want to <laughs> be gay. Like, because like you said, you knew it wasn't something... Right. That, that was, was okay. Ex- that was okay. Yeah, it wasn't and so accepted. I did my little thingy thing at 14, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I told the girl, never talk to me again. <laughs> Damn. I did. <laughs> she bought me some Bath and Body Works after, like as a gift for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I threw it away at school. Wow. You she put it in my locker, you and she shit. put a balloon in there. You ain't shit. And I was just like, bitch, we fucked once. I got it. That's horrible. This is why I'm not a stud. That has to be. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was like, a whole lot of broke females out here. here. Broken and I think hearted. I told her, I was like, don't put this shit in my locker no more. I was really mean. Um, what the I, fuck? I haven't changed much. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not telling to be like, I'm very sweet now. Um, she has but a very kind heart. I, I do have a kind heart. Back then, I was scared. When she put that in my locker, I immediately thought everyone saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't okay, you know, Absolutely to me. not. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I think I turned red. And I'm just like, why would you put this in my locker? <laughs> I, I turned the whole situation around. Um, but then when I was 19, mm-hmm. I didn't have sex with a man until I was 19. Mm. But I messed with another girl. Uh-huh. Then I had my little fling with the film that I dated for a while. Um, then I had a little situation hold, later. Hold on, Rolodex Rex. Wait a I'm minute. I'm just saying, but it's, I stopped pump, after that one. Pump your brakes, 10 speed. You're yeah. moving too fast. Hold on, we don't want your whole history. I'm damage. not giving you those. I'm telling you when did I accept it. Like, I would have brief situations, but I was still saying I was straight. Oh, okay. You was one of them. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I would do it, you know, and then I would go back to my little relationship with my boyfriend and be, you know, underwhelmed. Underwhelmed? <laughs> I remember one day sitting oh and I was just like. I got to so deal I, with this shit every day, y'all. Every single day. <laughs> I remember sitting at home one day and I was like, 
So <laughs> I'm never going to be married until, you know, my mom passes because that's the only time I can be gay. Wow. And that's when I was really sad. Like when I thought about having to marry a man mm-hmm. and have to have sex every night, when I tell you the depression kicked in <laughs> oh my God. and it was just like, I think I hyperventilated <laughs> and I was engaged at this point and I was just like I'm so depressed Mm -hmm. I was like I can't do this and that's when so about 24 okay 24 was when it set in and I was like I genuinely have no attraction to a man Mm -hmm. like you know I don't want it uh, I don't want to be with him (laughs) and then after that I stay single for a while and then after a while you walked in yeah Everything, but I accepted it probably about 20. I fit verbally, verbally accepted that I was a lesbian about 27, 28. Okay, that's when I went from okay, I know I am to I accept that I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it is a difference, yeah, because you can reject it and just not date, yeah. So you wanted to talk about money. I always want to talk about money, but it can money, be boring. Money, listen, money, my baby money, follows this chick am. online. Who was awarded like millions of dollars and shit for oh something God. horrible that happened to her? I wouldn't wish this on my worst fucking enemy, and I've, I've wished some pretty bad things on my worst enemy, but nothing like this is worth going through. So this young lady went through something extremely traumatic. Yeah. She was awarded like millions of dollars online, or, or I mean, and she's active online. Like I she said, tells all her business online. My babe yeah. follows her. I don't. But these horror stories that she tells me. Now, this young lady is gay. Um, and she's got her little stud friend or whatever. like Girlfriend or whatever. But, she, like, she's blowing this loop. She's blowing the shit out of it, man. She's, she's wasting so much fucking money. And I was just sitting around thinking, talking to my babe one time, like, why is it? <laughs> How... How is it that you got people in this world who get millions of dollars and they waste that shit every single fucking day? Like they, oh, you know who a good example is? Wait a minute. That lady. Hold on. They waste that shit. And then you got people like me and babe. We excited about our little $3 we got in our sponsorship from Anchor. Listen. (laughs) We like, we got, we like, that's a building block. You know what I'm saying? $3 now. Three million a year from now, like, but you got people. We gonna put that work in, man. But you got people who are just given millions of dollars, awarded millions of dollars, even if it isn't for something horrific. You know, you motherfuckers ain't shit. I'm so angry about that. Like, how does how does the universe decide who gets the lucky hand? Yeah, like, and when I say lucky, financially lucky, like if you're someone who has all the money in the world. But you're extremely unhappy. You still have the power to turn that shit around. Mm-hmm. You do. And you know, old people are like, oh, you can't buy happiness. I want to fucking find out if I can or if I can't. Let me find out on my own. I don't need you to tell me that shit. Bitch, maybe you can't buy happiness because you don't know how to spend it the right way. That's the reason why you can't buy fucking happiness. But I know what to buy. And I'm not talking about a bunch of motherfucking Jordans, okay? As much as I love them motherfuckers, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about buying your own goddamn island. That's what I'm talking about. Here's the thing. You know that lady who hit the lottery and she bailed her boyfriend out for like, it was like $20 million. Yeah. Like, every time I think of people yeah. like her. Yeah. And she bought a house on a plantation. Mm-hmm. Like, just ignorant shit. Yeah, just got all um, kind of shit. Like, her... Her sons left the little motorbikes and shit out. It was trash. Like, her property was trash. Yep. Her front, like, she had, gro- like, grocery bags in the corner of this big-ass mansion. She was still living like she a damn hood rat. She was living like a hood rat. And I'm just like, I think money 
in the wrong hands can be traumatic. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just another trauma. Yeah. You know, if you don't know what to do with it, um, and you don't know how to handle mm-hmm. it, and you have a lot of people around you who are just eager to spend your money. Yeah. Um, all I got, you know, let me roll into it and it's coming. Let me roll into it. <laughs> if you think my circle is tight now. When you say let you roll into it. I mean, we're married. So what's mine is yours. Okay. Yours I was mine. just double checking. Let us roll. Into let, it. let us universe. Allow us. universe. When I tell you. Dear God. And it's not saying <laughs> to be stingy, but it's saying to have some money wisdom. Yeah. Have some wisdom about wealth. Take some financial classes. Set your children up for success yep. later. Um, set yourself up for success. Pay off some debts. Mm-hmm. You know, give to some charities. But what I'm not about to become. I'm going to cuss you out if you spend $20 million. Bank dollars of, of lady. <laughs> to bail my black ass out. I ain't belly. I'm like, you knew if I didn't have it, you'd be sitting there. <laughs> okay. Shit. And then he still went to prison for some years. Yep. So you took $20 million for twenty million dollars out to spend what a week with the boy? Yeah, yeah, cause she ain't gonna miss it. Apparently, she won like three hundred eighty million dollars. Yeah, and she took home like a hundred and seventy two, didn't she? Listen, it, she gonna be broke in a few more years. And it's crazy to think that listen, if MC Hammer can go broke thirty million for one show. I think. Yeah, yeah, we can all you know look. It may look like a lot. Get Don't be mad stuff. when your paycheck run out, girl. Oh, Don't God. be mad at yourself when your paycheck run out. It makes me you, so Or be sick. super proud of yourself if you know you can still pay your bills and put a little something back. You feel what I'm saying? But you got motherfuckers out here that are legit millionaires and they broke in like five years. Please, Lord, hit me with the winning lottery numbers. Any lottery, any part of the lottery, please hit me with them five, six numbers. I'm bringing that check home to my wife. We're going to talk to some financial advisors. And listen, I dare somebody to come and be like, well, Kelly, can you give me some foreign money for us? I'm going to let them know, listen, if I were in any type of healthy financial position, I would have never needed to play the lottery or even wanted to. And there's that right there. Don't ask me for shit. I can't deal with you. (laughs) question and then we're gonna wrap it up for tonight um do you believe it's okay to flirt while you're in a relationship fuck no that was in another one of these groups no like i tell you they give me all kind of shit to talk about why the fuck would you even ask that why is this question even being presented is it okay to flirt i'm not asking you for me no i'm asking you for the group i'm saying like yeah no i know i'm saying like well, what kind of relationship is it? Is they it, saying they're in a relationship, a, committed? a committed relationship, and is it okay if your spouse flirts with other women? No. And they're turning around to say that if you say no, then you are insecure. Fuck you. I'm not insecure. I'm responsible. I'm respectful. Why would you cultivate an environment that you don't want it to grow? Because right. everything is a seed. Come on, baby. Everything is a seed. Hit I might be high, but damn it, my hit brain She's about to hit works. y'all with that knowledge. Everything <laughs> is a seed. Man. And... If I allow mm. or if I show that I'm okay mm. with my wife flirting with another woman, even if I know her intentions are not to have sex with her, yeah. what I'm allowing her to do is to plant that fertilizer in that soil. So now the fem- female receiving mm-hmm. the flirt yeah. is going to be like, oh, it's open season in this relationship. <laughs> the wife is okay with mm-hmm. it. So I can flirt back. I can't determine what levels of flirt happen once uh, they start flirting. All it takes so is one conversation. It can go with it from a conversation to the next thing you know, the girl sending my wife pictures. Now, next thing you know, this bitch in the hospital because I'm a daughter <laughs> motherfucking not. So... <laughs> 
instead of allowing that habit to form, we just don't flirt. I have too much respect for my. If I want to flirt, you know what I do? Mm. I flirt with my wife. Ooh. I will text her and be like, boom. "I want you to come boom. home. Boom. I feel boom. like boom. this. Yeah. I'll throw on a different wig. Listen, <laughs> if come she home want to me somebody to be totally different. A redhead. <laughs> if she need me to be blonde. Yeah. If I want to be an Afrocentric nineteen sixty freedom fighter. Maylene. If I want to be Asian. <laughs> if I want to be. In, if, if I want to get slimmer, I lose some weight. Stop being carved for two weeks. I'm just saying. It's different things you can do. But when you start allowing your relationship mm-hmm. to other people to spill You in, open the door for other spirits. Come in, man. True. Now, here's the thing. If you're poly, go at it. If you have an open relationship, go at it. Yeah, yeah. But if you are in a monogamous, committed mm-hmm. relationship... Mm-hmm. You are now opening the doors to all type of fuckery. Yeah. Because once you say flirting is okay, you cannot dictate what constitutes as flirting. Yeah. Because they, she can say, oh, it was just a kiss. Yeah. That's flirting. I didn't kiss her on the lips. She kissed. I kissed on the neck. Or I Woo. kissed on the forehead. Woo. Now I got to kick you in your ass. <laughs> you that group? <laughs> She's so violent, y'all. I love her so much. I really do. But I saw that. I was like, do people really? I was like, maybe this is some new age dating shit. I've been hemmed up for four years. I don't know. And you're going to stay that way. I don't know. Maybe For another 40 years, goddamn. Maybe it. this is what they do in these streets now uh-huh. where, uh-huh. you know, they openly flirt with everybody else's nope. girlfriend. Nope. Or wife. Nope. Not in this house. Don't bring I'm it not, here. I'm not going to plant that seed and then be surprised when the bitch grow into a full bone plant. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because that's what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. and I know you're not okay. No. Let me be over here sending DMs to some little stud. <laughs> or texting some stud. Uh-huh. She can, ha- listen, you can't handle her, but she can have her. If she, go ahead. Right ahead. Be my guest. I thought DM still. I told y'all. I told my babe this. I said I thought DM still for don't matter. She was like, don't matter. I said it's broke, so it don't matter. My shit was broke. It was so dry, and it still is. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm I'm so happily married and in love with my wife. I like the fact that I don't get messages unless it's like from somebody that I work with in the past or old family member or something like my kids, something like that. But there's no flirting. In my DM player. There's no flirting in my... And there's no flirting in real life. Like, I just... Yeah. And I let her know that from jump. When we first started dating, I was like, it's things I'm okay with and there are things I'm not okay Okay. with. Okay, okay. And it doesn't have anything to do with insecurity. It's just my... Self-respect. Self-respect in my relationship and my placement. Like, I don't feel I need to... Mutual respect. Do that. Yeah. So... That's not how I honor you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just going to say the words and then not bring no action behind it. That's some bullshit. Say it again. I'm not going to bring, you know, just say the words and then not bring no action. I walk the walk and I talk the talk. Walk it like a talk. Hey. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, that's it. We are at minute 58 with 32 seconds going. It's time to go. We are <laughs> wrapping up. I got to cook dinner. Man, I got to watch some TV. I we got to take uh, our nightly shower. Yep. Together. <laughs> 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 oh. But before we go, 
March of 2020, we'll be taking our first yeah. lesbian group trip to Amsterdam Bam. and Paris. Bam. We are now accepting people into our travel group. Yep. You can either email us at ladyandstud at gmail.com to get the direct link. Mm-hmm. Or if you're on Facebook, search for Travel in Color with a U. Mm-hmm. That's C-O-L-O-U-R. Uh-huh. And we can add you to the group. We are going to Amsterdam, yep. Paris, March 2020. Smoke your face off. It will be a two-country trip. Yeah. We are taking couples. Yeah. We are starting to plan it now, so getting where you fit in, there will be limited spaces. We're not, we're taking couples, but we ain't taking no fuckery. Yeah, we're not taking fuckery. Yeah, fuckery's so not coming. So if you're drama, if you're just trying to start some BS, you cannot come. Keep your money. We don't want it. Nope, and we but don't want you your fucking have, energy. If you come in for a good time, and you bring in your wife, yeah. and you ready to shop in Paris and do some romantic shit, and you want to smoke your face off in Amsterdam, come on. come with us. Come through. Have a good time. Listen. Yes. We deserve it. We do. We and put on, up with a lot of bullshit. And on that note. Yeah. Goodbye.